Hello and welcome to Second Breakfast. I'm Ez. I'm Matt. I'm Tom. Wow. And today we are, we're back with our lit review. We're talking about the mystery night, right? We're talking about the mystery night. Yes. Okay. So maybe Not the right. onion night. Not that one. The but mystery night. We may reference it. We might. <laughs> so this is our Dunkin' Egg series. And um, we've got Tom back because he's our expert. We need him. He keeps us straight. Literally keeps us straight. So this is, this is going to be good. Um, how are you doing today, Tom? Fantastic, Chief. Okay, good. Good to hear. Um, all right, Matt. So we're going to start off here. I'll kind of take just the intro. We're going to do a, a summary, kind of talk through some of these things. We're going to, when we come to new characters or players, I think we're going to kind of stop this time and yeah. just kind of go over, right, who they are, their connections, maybe even some of the theories surrounding these people. This was an awesome book. And we're only going to do part one today. Yeah. You know, for, for this podcast, anyways. We might actually get into the other one here in a second because it's just so much good talk, so much good discussion. Um, so let's start off here in the beginning. Uh, it begins with Dunkin' Egg. They're leaving a place called um, Stony Sept, and they want to go north, right? They want to yeah. go pledge their swords or um, join up with the Starks. Take on, I guess, the Greyjoys, have their raiding up and down. We've always heard about them raiding and you know in the original series we, we hear um the raping pillaging doing all sorts of different things and now we're kind of seeing that here again mm-hmm. and the north needs men to put down this you know what's going on with the with the gray joys yeah uh kind of lead kind of leads into the whole uh, i mean kind of thing that we see in the in the show right now the whole idea of breaking the wheel because uh there's that rebellion and then obviously there's one like you know, probably 50 to 60 years later or, you know, 70, whatever years later where they put it down and that's how Theon ends up at Winterfell. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So the Greyjoys just don't learn, really learn their lesson, it appears. Right. Right. So, um, an interesting on the way there, um, right in the beginning, I think in the last couple, at least in the Sworn Sword, we saw the two guys who were dead in the cage, mm-hmm. right? And he kind of, you know, you get Dunk's internal just dialogue where he's thinking about what those fellows maybe did to, to, to deserve that type of punishment. And then now we see in the beginning of this book, uh, they encounter a Septon who's been beheaded for preaching treason. Mm-hmm. And, and he's basically talking about how, you know, um, oh, help me with the name, Ares. Yep. Right. So we're under King Ares we're right under now. We're under King Ares now. Right. So I mm-hmm. keep saying Viserys, but we're under Ares. Yeah. These names are so similar, and they repeat. And then remember, there's often. like a Jaharis. There's so many. Oh, there's, yeah, so, there's many. so many. Yeah. yeah. And there's there's multiple Aegons, multiple Darons, even multiple, multiple Ares, yeah. even multiple Daemons. It's it's a mm-hmm. lot to keep track of. Right. So, but we are under Ares the first, and so uh, really what this preacher was talking about, and they kind of assumed, anyways, or don't sort of filled in for us that it was talking about how things just weren't going well and like, anything that was going bad was sort of blamed on him and how things could be much better but they're kin slayers and you know it goes back to this how um the attorney of ashford uh make our you know killed his brother yeah and that's basically where all of this woe kind of starts yeah and that kind of comes back into play later in this in this chapter yeah yes it does it does so so anyways um so they're heading they're hedge knights i like hedge knights right tom Uh, yes i'm just starting to feel like i I was talking to uh to matt the other day and i was just like i'd be a hedge knight Mm -hmm. because they're they're just 
the Brotherhood of the Hedges. Well, well what the sense that you get is in the original, you know, Song of Ice and Fire, that the lords, like even Ned Stark and all of them, mm-hmm. think think very little of hedge knights. Oh, right. for sure, yeah. right. And you get that sense, but in this book too, you know, when they talk to some some people later on that are lords or you know better better knights, as it were, mm-hmm. but to see the point of view from the hedge knight that yes, you know, things could be better, but I'm still able to stick to my code. It's awesome. Yeah. They're based, they're cell swords. Well, well now, Matt, okay. I, I mean, let's, but let's, let's I, really call it what it is. It's a chivalrous cell sword. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's neat is, is that they do get to pick and sort of, choose, you know, like, so they could choose to serve. And actually that's the big thing is that, are you serving a Lord who once, was loyal to the black dragon or a lord who was once um, loyal to the red dragon. And actually, that was Doug's big dilemma with uh, Sir Eustace Osgrey last yep. yes, book. Sir. So I think, you know, it's sort of like, had he have known that, would he have picked him? So that's, well, yeah, we need the money. You're right. Because, and he's always looking for like an, a good meal and, and, and you, know, a, you know, a place where he can, you know, get out from under the harsh conditions and just what have you. He wants to, right now, I think he has a, maybe a silver, he yeah. is not even really. He's got a couple coppers, you yeah, know. Not much. Yeah, it at seems all. like not he's much uh, not really right acquiring wealth or pretty much of anything over these over these books. Seems like he's actually losing stuff along the way. No, but you know what he is. You know what he is acquiring? Knowledge, experience. Yeah, I love it. It's so good. So, so, anyways, it's just so we're talking about a hedge knight here, and it's just this super cool. So they're on their way um, up north, and along the way. They're traveling down this road, and they can hear like this. It sounds like, you know, uh, they see that this dust coming, and Egg's like, "Sir, do you hear that?" And he's like, "Of course, you know, I do." You, <laughs> do you want a cloud on the ear? You know, like what's going on? And 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 you look back, and he, they look back, and it, he's like, "Is it bandits?" And they're not sure. Exactly. Right. He's like, "They would bandits wouldn't make that much." Right. You know, are they on the king? Are they on like the king's road? I uh, think so. They might be. It's like it seems like it a seems main like road. A main, no, not like a not like a little. And let's explain where we are, Matt. Like, uh, yeah, okay. Matt's so, got the map. okay. So, I had to pull this up. Um, it's so technically they're they're around White Walls, which has actually never been published um, up to this yeah. point. But it's pretty close. They say it's pretty close to Harrenhal, where they're at. So we're outside of the Crown Lands, which is where King's Landing is. We're at towards, I guess, it's like. The middle of the map of the main yeah. map, only because the north is like twice is just as big as literally all the other yeah. six yeah. kingdoms. But we're pretty we're pretty close to the trident. We're right by like Heron Hall, the trident. I think people know where like, the neck is. Yeah, too. They yeah. Know we're south of the neck. Right? Yeah, so we're sa- yeah, so we're south of the neck. Um, pretty much, there's not really a lot where they're at. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a pretty open wooded area. Um, mm-hmm. Because Heron Hall, even at this point, I, well, Heron Hall is still, I guess, somewhat big at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, as we know, the tourney of Heron Hall is coming, and that pretty much changes everything. But yeah, there's really not a lot around them. The closest thing they have is like High Heart. Okay. So yeah, River Run's still kind of a way off. The Twins is like still a ways off. Yeah. Okay. It's just interesting because the first one, the first book, um, mm-hmm. they're closer to like. Uh, Summer Hall, right? Which is in the the Trinity Ashford, the Trinity Ashford, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you're right. Yeah, they're turning to Ashford, which is in like around like High Garden in that area, and yeah, then they yeah, get yeah, closer yeah. to Dorne, and we know that right. they went to Dorne at one point. Right, right, right. And then at the end of the last book, they said, "Hey, we want to go to the Wall." Well, now they've made it. Quite, I mean, in terms of how the map actually is, oh, sure, they've yeah. made it quite a ways, but they're still a long way from that's right the Wall. Right, they're not even in the north yet. So right, right, and, and and you would, Tom. You'd have to stop along the way, maybe pledge your sword somewhere to get some more coin. Mm-hmm. Right or wrong? Oh, yeah. you're absolutely right. So from where this we long so from where oh, we started, oh. we've we've probably only gone like two years, two three years, maybe like yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was only like it, a couple it, years. The yeah. the amount of time in between the first and second book was like what a year and a half. Yes. Yeah, and and yeah, you probably three to six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Year. Yeah, so I mean, I, so uh, anyways, so and actually, Dunk is thinking about that. He's thinking, I don't have a lot of money, and they're they're talking right. about what they're going to yep. do. They that decide comes back to play later, right? They're about to cross the. They, they want to. They have to cross. Um, I'm not sure what it's a it, lake. It's a yeah. it's a ferry. Uh, I don't. Was it a lake? I'm pretty yeah, sure it was, it was just a river. Well, it might have been a point where maybe it had dammed up or something because they yeah, did mention a lake a couple of I'll times. Show you guys the map, yeah, not that the people yeah. listening can see. So they're right around. Here. They're right around the Isle of Faces, which is like a pretty big lake. Okay. Um, and then you've got the Trident up here, which is a couple big rivers. But we're in right. the Riverlands in general. Well, which there are other lakes. There are other ones that aren't, that aren't, that aren't going to show up on the I map. remember it being a little bit larger than like a big river. It could have been a big river. But I yeah. I just remember hearing the word Nonetheless, lake, they need to take a ferry. Yeah. They got to take a ferry. And um, they got to get across. And there's an, uh, an inn, right? Mm-hmm. So they're talking about what they might get there. But before that, this group that's coming up behind them, right, they decide to get off the road. Yeah. You know, they actually um, literally get into the hedges. They get into the hedges. Yeah. Yes. Which is great. Um, so I actually was trying to think of a Lord of the Rings quote there. What, what does he say? Get off the road. Or oh, what's yeah. he say? <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so anyways, they get off the road and they're hiding behind the hedges. And um, you have this group that comes by, and it's an interesting group. I'm going to mess up some of their names probably, but you've got Lord Gorman Peak is the main guy from Starpike. Mm-hmm. And he has this, his arms are three black castles on a field of orange. Right. And which then, is significant. It is significant. And is it is it right there or is it later when Dunk says, oh, I think he's from the twins and Egg's like, no, yeah, and no, Egg like right. calls him out on it. <laughs> right, right. That's Ed, two castles with you know yeah, a bridge or because t- that's something that we get. That, uh, we get that in each each book now. I guess we there's parallels. Yeah, and they're kind of all set up the same. And there's always right. like the things that carry over, and that's one thing that's carried over. Yeah, all the things Egg knows all the well, and that's <laughs> his like little childish thing yeah. is like like well, this is where I know that I can teach you know dunk something. I'm gonna yeah. I I know this you know, and so he feels a sense of. You know, worth and value, which is is just kind of neat. So, but yeah, so Gorman uh, Peak is there, and right away when he um, like he stops up short. Well, I don't know if it was, was it him. I think it was Gorman Peak is the one who noticed them in the hedges. No, no, it was it was uh, the other guy. It was it was John John the Fiddler. John the Fiddler notices mm-hmm. him. Okay, yeah. So a couple guys had had rode by, and you've got um, Sir John the Fiddler. Uh, or, I'm sorry, Alan. a hedge knight named Sir John the Fiddler. Yeah. And you've got the other guy? Who is it? Uh, Alan Cockshaw. That's right, yes. Yeah. And so, and they, they've got men in arms. They've got a big sort of group of people heading down this road. And uh, John the Fiddler points them out and says, hey, who are you guys? You know, and they, they announce who they are um, and start to kind of talk. And, and I think he does, uh, Gorman Peak comes back. Is that right? And, yes. Because yes. he does have some conversation with this guy. And he can almost immediately sense that, he 
there's something he doesn't like about this guy, right? He's, it was his eyes. He mentioned his eyes a couple of times. And, yeah. And there was something about his arms that he just, he, he knew it, but he, there was something about it, right? Yeah, he starts thinking and remembering that uh, Sir Arlen's you know, uh, nephew, Roger, mm-hmm. was actually slain by, he's pretty sure. Yeah, at the hands, uh, of, at the hands of, yeah. yeah. Gorman Peak. Yeah, Arlen of Pennytree, we kind of find out, is uh, was the squire to, or uh, excuse Roger. me, Roger was Sir Arlen's squire beforehand, right. before Dunk. Um, and we find out that he actually died, yeah, at the hands of Gorman Peak, and it was at the Battle of Redgrass Field, mm-hmm. which was during the first Blackfire Rebellion. Um, yeah. And they kind of, they kind of later, but we can, refer- right, yeah, we right can reference it now. Um, we go again. We go back to the Blackfire Rebellion here. Um, so this battle, they say, like around, we find out maybe like ten, around ten thousand people died. Yeah, like so many people died that they said like the that the ground soaked up all the blood, and that's why it was called the Battle of Redgrass Field. Yep. And this took place right around right. Uh, there's again, there's no actual like definitive where it took place. It's just somewhere around King's Landing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so yeah, he's he's got some sort of discord there. But immediately, who is it that really takes a liking to Dunk? Oh, Sir John the Fiddler. Sir John just, the Fiddler. Yeah. Is it, is it now? I mean, I don't want to get ahead, but is, isn't it now where he says, I've dreamed of you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Which, it again, is. comes back to the... Which parallels the first parallels book. Parallels the first book. Yeah. Um, of this, this idea that I've dreamed of you. Well, and... and- the second one, it, it's it's not like somebody dreams of Dunk, mm-hmm. but we do we do have Dunk having dreams. the dreams. Right. Remember the odd dreams about about burying uh, what was it was not Sweetfoot the other horse. Oh, uh, remember he has the dream of him and Dorn burying Gosh, the horse. Was that what was that? What horse? is the other horse? There, it was it, it was well, thunder, thunder. It was Thunder. Sweetfoot. Sweetfoot's the one he has to Ma- sell. Majesty. No, uh, that's. No, Maester no. is the one that Maester. they still have. Maester's the one they have now. Chestnut. Chestnut. Was was it might have been Sweetfoot actually? And Chestnut's who he kept? Is that right? I think no. it's the other way around. I, I think thought, he I sold I think Sweetfoot is Sweetfoot is the one he sold. He had to sell. Okay. And then I think it was Chestnut was the one he when he had to bury. Because it was old. It was real old. Yeah, and this was down in Dorne, right? This was down in Dorne. But nonetheless, yeah. anyway, so we have yeah. that's where I mean the horses are important, guys. They are. It's a big deal. Yeah, and so <laughs> that's where Dunk is so anyway, we so there's dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what's interesting about the dreams is that these Targaryens, so you had, ooh, and now we get back into these names that repeat. I believe Egg has a brother named Darren. Check me, Matt. Check me real quick. Uh, but um, I, 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 think it, these names I think straight. it is. I think it is Darren. And he's the one who has that dream. He's, he's, he's yeah, deep he's, in his cups in the first book, and mm-hmm. he's dreaming about um, Dunk, and he says, you know, I've, I've seen you, and I've seen you underneath a, a, uh, a dragon and this dragon, you know, yeah, Darren died. Darren, right? Yeah. Okay. Darren was, Darren was the one who was supposed to fight yes. in the tournament and then told dunk to run off. Right. Or excuse me, told egg to run off. And then he's like, well, I don't actually want to fight in this tournament. Yeah. And so he, uh, so he, when he's fighting, he just like falls off his horse. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so, but anyways, the dreams of these, these Targaryens, cause also right now, Oh, almost spoiled something. Uh, you're getting ahead of yourself. Getting ahead of myself. But we have multiple Targaryens who have green dreams and yeah. visions. And that's all I'll say for right now, because I don't want to get too far ahead. Um, 
So, okay, let's get back to this. So Sir John the Fiddler, he wants them, he, he, they start talking about this wedding. Mm-hmm. They said, you know, um, we have Lord Butterwell is, is getting married, and he's getting married to one of the Frey girls. Yeah. So Lord Frey is, has, has given up one of his daughters from the twins. They've come down, and there's a marriage, and there's going to be a little tourney. And there's a pretty big prize. Pretty, pretty big prize. Um, it is a dragon egg. Mm-hmm. So, and really, though, what's interesting is just how much that Gorman Peak and the other guy, um, Cockshell, do not want, they, they, they insult Dunk, they make fun of him. Yeah, they, cha- they kind of challenge him, like, immediately. Right, but they see right away, that, or you see the other hedge knight, um, Sir John the Fiddler, is like, look at his size, look at this guy, he's an asset. You know, yeah. let's, let's, let's get this guy to come with us. So, anyways, I think Dunk kind of politely declines. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He he declines, says no, you guys go ahead. But then as he thinks about it, he's like, We really don't have money. I don't want to win the tournament, but if I could just, you know, win two rounds. Right, ransom. We, yeah, we'd we'd be really well off and could make our way up to uh yeah. the Starks. Right. What's, so, okay. what's interesting, just while we mentioned the tourney, because I thought this is kinda cool. If you if you don't know, and this is something I learned in this in this reading, is that in the tourney they when you lose that first joust or whatever, you lose your armor. You have to go pay or ransom it back somehow or negotiate it back. And right, so, which yeah, Dunk kind of mentioned in the first in the first book. Right, I just need to win a couple tilts. He's, he's like, if I can win one, then I'll have enough armor in case or enough money yeah. in case I lose. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. He's so like, I just ha- I have to win if, that first round. If you win one and then you lose the next one, you're even. But if you could win two, you're ahead. Yep. You know, you start to make a little bit of profit or money. So that's that's the big deal yeah. for, um, for him. So what I was gonna say is, so it, it's, I think what ends, what actually ends up happening, uh, it was, don't kind of remembered that Ar- Sir Arlen had mentioned about um, uh, the arms. Nah, what's the guy's name? Gorman Peak. Right. So I don't think Dunk knew who Gorman Peak. I don't think he's ever met Gorman Peak, but I think he had heard Arlen, Sir Arlen talk about him. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then he kind of remembered, um, and then we find out his coat of arms about the castle mm-hmm. um, was that. Uh, the cat. So he has the, it's like the three castles. Um, but now we find out that it's actually they actually only had own two. Um, That's right. Yep. Because they had to forfeit one. No, they only have one. one. Yeah, right. they had to forfeit the others because they lost because they were supported the Blackfire Rebellion, which right. is just like in the second one where right. he had that big big land in Dorne. So used to Sawsgray. Used to Sawsgray in yep. the in the That's right Tom in the uh, re- or reach. Yeah. Yep. And, and that's interesting. That's sort of a thing going on here. That's that's really. I was kind of amazed when I went back and looked at how many Blackfire rebellions happened, and we're going to get into that later on. But this is it's just so interesting because we've heard about all this in the original series, and and Tom, you know, Matt, and myself are big readers and watchers of of that that series, and to hear all of this stuff, we've heard all the references, and now we're actually getting back yeah. into it. It's just it's, it's so almost cool. more overwhelming because before we had like seven se- or you know seven seasons, and we read the books over time, but now it's like. Yeah. Now it's like they're throwing all this information at us at once, and we're like, "Oh man, who?" Yeah. Well, and these books are condensed, you know, yeah. and it's just like they're making references to these different players, and it's just like, wow, you could miss something so easily. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to to kind of dive into these and, and take a uh, detailed look at them. Okay, so uh, you had mentioned Tom that he kind of he turns him down. Matt said he kind of remembers who Gorman Peak or the the mention of Gorman right. Peak, and they move on. They're going to go to this little inn, and they're going to take up. Um, they just need to get some. They just wanted some, food. They, they wanted just, food. They just wanted yeah. food because they didn't have money in order to stay in the inn. Right, like, they that was not. the big thing. Mm-hmm. They wanted a spot in the stable. Mm-hmm. Good old hedge yeah. night. 
And she was like, she's like, no, the food's for, you know, my, uh, my, my guests my and guests. stables are for horses. Get right. out. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. So, so he was like, she, but she does mention, you know, if you believe them, there's some hedge knights down there by the, you know, in, in the woods, just down by the yeah. lake. You know? I will say there is a, there was kind of an interesting little back and forth there, uh, that egg had with dunk where he's saying, well, we should sleep. Like basically he says he should That's sleep right. every now and then. And he kind of, he kind of remembers back to Sir Arlen, like talking about like, you know, it's okay to do it every now and then. And then, but then I think one, it dunk kind of thinks, well, I only have so much money. Right. And then two, he kind of remembers again, like, no, I want, it's important for us to sleep outside. And, and yeah. And he wants to, it's, it's for egg too. Yeah. It's sort of like, yeah, his point is to understand what it's like to, you know, live off the land in a sense and sort of like, you know, um, just sleep under the stars. Yeah. So, but yeah, so they get told about the other hedge knights. This is fun. This right here is, is I yeah. think an interesting part. So they head on down to dunks like, all right, we'll go meet the, uh, some of our other brothers of yeah. the hedges, you know, we'll yeah. go down there and meet these guys and they're walking in. And I love this phrase. I'm going to start using it with you guys. Uh, they, they walk in, he says, uh, well met sirs. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well met, friend. <laughs> and so they, uh, and as actually, so the first person that he that he talks to, he sees three hedge knights down there, and the first one that he actually talks to, engages with, a really nice guy, is Sir Kyle the Cat of Misty Moor. And so I've got a little bit of information pulled up on him. Um, just basically says that he was stout. He had red facial hair. Um, he once served for House, is it uh, Coswell or Caswell? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, he claimed to have saved Lord um, Lord Armin uh, during the first Blackfire Rebellion. He, let's see what else here. He made um, the first sword for Armin's three-year-old son, uh, Joffrey, carved a wooden sword, etc. And he was actually headed to uh, Butterwell's wedding intentionally. And he starts to kind of explain the tourney and how he wants to go there. And his hopes is really that he can run into Joffrey and say, Hey, remember that sword that I carved you when I, yeah. you were three and I, I used to serve your father and, and, um, all that good business. Not jumped in, jumped way ahead there, but that's sort of his intention. He's there to kind of find a Lord that he can pledge his sword to. Okay. So that's Sir Kyle, the cat of Misty Moore, a nice fellow, good guy likes to drink, He's got a wine flask. He's passing it around, and yeah. and so they're getting some some good wine there. Oh, and what is it that Dunk and Egg have? It's hard as rocks. It, it's salt beef. Salt. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Oh, that's right. And they're cooking it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. They, uh, He's got it in his helmet with some. Uh, was his helmet uh, with some water? His water. Yeah, yeah. Try to soften it. Yeah. And so uh, all the hedge knights decide to share what they have with each other. Right. Yeah, and they're kind of having a little, just a little powwow dinner right. there. A little potluck. A little potluck. Yeah. Right, so a little uh, helmet luck there yeah <laughs> um we'll go to the next one and i'll, and I'll go i'll do this i'll do sir maynard okay. plum because i think the third guy is the most interesting so sir maynard, sir maynard plum um the description of it it even mentions that he has sort of like what could be purpley velvet um looking eyes so it's sort of the targaryen reference right away mm-hmm. and also just that he was a member of house plum during the reign of Ares Targaryen, um, he claimed to be a distant, distantly related to Lord of Viserys Plum. And actually, Egg kind of talks about how he's connected to these different people and, and who he may be related to. And Maynard Plum just sort of says, I'm not so sure that they would claim me. You know, it's, it's real sort of uh, mysterious as to who he is. Um, he was tall. He was thin with long, um, 
long, straight, blonde hair, kind of stooped shoulders is the way it, it, it described him. He, let's see, what else does it say about him? I don't want to get into all of that. It starts to kind of talk about what happened to him during the during this tourney. But he's, he's sort of a mystery, and he's just, he's real quiet. He's a little bit, it's kind of a pessimistic type of person, um, just kind of chilling out on the edge of the fire. Anything else about him, Tom, that you can kind of remember? Not much least, we said, At least really. not at this point. Yeah, not, We don't want to get yeah. too far ahead. Right. Well, there's, there's more to him later on. Yeah. Um, definitely we saw some foreshadowing with this guy and mentioned that. Because I remember when we get in the tournament, I kept thinking, where's another hedge knight? What's he doing? This other guy. So he's important, but right now we don't know a whole lot. And actually, even by the end, it's really left wide open, which is yeah, cool. Yeah, it is. So we'll get into theories on that later. But go ahead. with The next, the, the third and final hedge knight that they encounter there. Uh, so the third guy they they uh, run into is Glendon Ball, which actually it's not really so much about him that's important. Um, it's who his dad is, who he claims his who father he claims is. his his dad is. Right. So Glendon Ball himself, um, or Glendon Flowers. Yep. Uh huh. Um, Glendon Flowers of what's the what's the other title? Of uh, the pussy, pussy willows. The, yeah, pussy the night willows. of the pussy willows. The yeah. night of the pussy willows. Really, actually, he doesn't really do a whole lot. He just kind of fight. We, well, I don't want to skip too far ahead here, but. Yeah, we'll get to him. Yeah, but, we'll, 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 we'll come back to But it's to more him. about his father. But yeah, so Quentin Ball, his dad, um, he uses his coat of arms is actually pretty cool. It's like a black shield with like a, a fireball like streaking across it. Um, during the first Blackfire Rebellion, um, when you have Damon and Darren, mm-hmm. um, he was supposed to be kind of promised a uh, a position in the Kingsguard, right? Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening for unknown reasons, we don't really know um, yet. Um, not just because of this book, but just in general, we don't really know uh, the beh- the story behind it. Um, he doesn't end up getting it, and that's kind of what leads him to say, "Well, then I'm going to fight." For the black, for virus. Damon, yeah, yeah, for can, Damon. Can I mention too? I, I also just, I saw this on the wiki because we kind of go back and reference, look at the wiki a little bit, and also just based on what we learned in the book, try to connect the two. It even mentioned something that he, he put aside his wife, and she became um, one of the Silent Sisters. Yeah, because he thought you know that he was going to be in the Kingsguard. That's how much he believed that he was going to be yeah. in it. So I mean, it's just like my guy was really dedicated to that's what yeah. that's what he wanted to do. Yeah. So and so of course Flowers being the name of um Glendon, he would be a bastard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's so it's possible to believed um and actually it's kind of interesting uh, cuz when Dun- when he's when Dunk's kind of talking about him mm-hmm. being a bastard, Dunk's thinks he could be a He could be a bastard. Dunk- Kind of tosses yeah. it on the idea that maybe he's a bastard, right? Exactly, which is possible. Yeah, and he actually mentions that. I don't, was that in this book where he talks to Egg about that? He's like, I think you, it is, but it might not. Or we, was that last we book? Be, we might be. Uh, I think. It, I think it's this book. Okay. Yeah, we get a little bit of we get a little bit about him in each each book, and it's it, about it's about this point actually mm-hmm. in each book where he kind of talks about being from Flea Bottom and King's Landing. Yeah, and, and then I think Egg is talking about how you can't trust a bastard, and he's like, well, I could be one. Right, right yeah. yeah. And it's sort of it's an eye-opening experience for Egg. Right, because the Blackfire Rebellion. So, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So so those are our knights. Um, let's talk a little bit more about Glendon, though. He basically was... He kept talking about hero's blood. Yep. Oh, yeah. This guy, his father, Quentin, Quentin Ball, was a big deal. Yeah. Well-respected. The fact that he's claiming sort of like he was 
even associated with this guy or maybe possibly a bastard son um, is kind of a big deal. Because this guy, when Sir um, Sir Eustace Osgrey is talking about all those different things that if this would have happened, if that would have yeah. happened, I think Quentin Ball was one of the things that he talked about. If yeah. this, if, if whoever he was fighting or whatever force he was leading would have prevailed, it could have changed the tide of the war, things well, like that. I think it was yeah. one of the well, things. And, uh, in just our research of it, it says he was pretty much, he was big, uh, big reason as to why Damon decided to actually challenge for the throne. Well, yeah. What's interesting, let's talk just real quickly about Damon and, and, and Darren the second. Um, D- Darren the second is, is, is crowned is basically when Aegon the fourth dies that he was, he was King of, of the seven kingdoms and Pass he legitimized all of his bastards, which is Bittersteel and Bloodraven right. and all those guys and Damon. And so but really everyone knew that um that Darren was going to ascend to the throne. Well he did. And actually there's a little bit of uh beef between Darren and Damon on like a marriage. Uh, we'll yeah. get into this later when we talk about actually about because I don't have all of my notes in front of me, but Darren sort of kept him from marrying the certain person that he wanted to marry. It's really kind of interesting. But then there's this whole piece of the, the Blackfire sword was given to Damon. But Damon sat, whatever, I forget where, he, where his seat was, but he was given lands and things like that. He actually, Darren ruled for a while. King, King Darren II yeah. ruled for a while. And, and so you're right, right here, Quentin Ball, it took multiple people over years to convince Damon yeah, to w- rise. Yeah, it wasn't actually just like a... It wasn't like Darren was... was was crowned king and then he's like oh, i'm gonna rise up in rebellion yeah the next day it was over several years yeah i think i think you know we're kind of spoiled by the main series in both i mean in the books and the show especially the show because it's just a lot you know faster paced but i mean like even i mean just think about think about by the end of the you know the really the end of the first book going into the second book i mean going into the second book we have mm-hmm. In one book, I think it's like Renly is challenging, saying I'm I should be the king. Stannis is challenging, saying I should be the king. I see. What you're saying, you have yeah. Rob Stark mm-hmm. saying I should be the king. I mean, you know, that's how the War of the Five Kings starts. I think in that book. Yeah. And so, it you know, it's not it's not like the main series where everyone's like, hey, let's just challenge for the throne every two seconds. I mean, yeah. and, and you know what? It brings up a point. I sometimes forget how well Gur does right thing. I used to think, well, it's slow, nothing's happening. But you're right. Right there is a good example of where a lot happened in a short amount of time. Yeah. You know, and, and it kind of picks things up because Tom and I have read Wheel of Time, Robert Jordan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and everything seems so slow, but it also only takes place in like a year. <laughs> and it's always like, wait a second. Wait, you know, Randolph Thor has ascended to, he's the dragon reborn. And it's not even quite a year later. Just great. Yeah. So Gurr is right. I mean, Robert Jordan's writing is great too, but Gurr. I think does a really good job. George R. R. Martin, excuse me. Yeah. Um, does a really sure. good job of, of, of setting things up like pacing and yeah. stuff here and there. I've worried about it sometimes, but then sometimes it's, it's brilliant. It's and brilliant. I do. The so. other thing I think he has a really good aspect of when you really start diving into, um, you know, I mean, just when we look at the map, I think he actually does get, have a pretty good sense of how long it would take. Like to get there, you know, to go from here to here, because mm-hmm. like, Really, I mean, like, they could have done this entire book in the North. But he's like, well, if it's only going to be like a, you know, a year or so many months, there's no way they would have had the time to cross that mm-hmm. far, like, in, into the North. And I know, again, the show seems like 
people it's like happening like left and right, but that's because it's the show and it's different, and that's why things take a lot longer in the books. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So let's dive back into this. Um, we're still we're actually still at the Hedge Knights, guys, which is crazy. We'll kind of pick it up a little bit here. Um, they share some stories. They get to know each other. Essentially, I don't know if anything significant happens here. Not the next really. day, they have to kind of wait their turn. There's lessons that Dunk's teaching Egg. Let everybody else yep. go first. Yeah, because Egg kept saying, well, we could go now. Just yep. get, let me show him the boot. The boot, yeah. Which I yeah. find hilarious every time I, it's brought up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, he's just a little impatient. He's just a kid, though. You know, yeah. so Dunk's trying I think to it's also. I think it's not just also that he's a kid. I think it's also that like he really wants to help. He does. That's true. And I think Egg thinks, well, I can, I can get us... I can do. We can do. I can get us to do whatever we want, right? And that's the thing. He 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 does think this is a way I can help him be a be a yeah. part of something, you know, and, and do. Oh, what I, I, can. I don't. I don't think it's just that. I think he he's a princeling and he's used to yeah. this certain thing and not having to wait. Yeah, exactly. But I do. But, yeah, think, but there's but there's, there's a, a combination though yeah. because I, I also feel like there are times where he's just like he, in the last book he didn't want those other people, those other kids, those other young the what were they called the the waifs the waifs yeah. whites what were they the the um so used to osgray his he got like eight people together a handful of right. people to fight the red widow and and um egg was like just show him the boot you know let's we can end this these these people are gonna die they're gonna die and so he was like yeah. really trying to help there but you're right then there's other times like this where he's trying to go to get across on the ferry and just like let's just get over there here's the boot yeah. so you're right it's a combination of of yeah. both i think so it's just kind of interesting from what we uh hear about the targaryens in a song of ice and fire oh, compared yeah. to like egg. And it's like, wow, Egg's actually a really good guy. Good guy like, yeah. yeah. Well, and Baylor, his uncle was a really good guy. Yeah. And maker, I mean, maker doesn't even really seem like terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you know, but we don't really know yet yeah. though. He's a little grumpy, but, um, okay. So they, they get across and they're actually invited. They decide dunks weighing the whole time. Should I enter the lists? Should I, yeah. you know, try to, to try to win some money so we can head on up North and they get over there and Sir Kyle, um, and uh, Sir Maynard are kind of like, join us at the table. At least come to the feast. The feast is going to happen first. Let's go to the feast and hang out and, and get some drinks and the wedding. Get some food. Let's go, let's, let's yeah, go, let's go crash go. the wedding. Yeah. And he decides to do that. Um, he, um, oh gosh, Egg has to sit with the squires outside. Yeah. He gets to sit in with the hedge knights. And, and basically, you learn that really the Lord can't refuse these hedge knights. It's sort of like, right. a, it'd be bad luck, a bad omen on your, on your wedding day to do that. And <laughs> so it's like, yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, I, I it like, can't be that bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I like how Gurr points out that, you know, the wedding, uh, whatever you want to call them, the, the Lords mm-hmm. and the wedding, uh, the bride, not groom yeah. have this food. And then the Knights have right. this food. Right. And then yeah. the squires had this food. Right. It yeah. wasn't all at the same par. It was that's all right. Yeah. That's right. And it's it, that's when right. they, when they, when they're talking about the, the, all the birds. Oh, and the pie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The pie. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty interesting. So, so a lot of different things happen. They're drinking. Oh, that's the, oh, that's yeah. the key to this is that they are drinking. Dunk's a big guy, and I don't know that he's he's having a lot of wine right now and just chatting away with these other guys here. And they're going to have the bedding ceremony here in a little bit, and there's the pie comes out. You've got um, – did the dwarves come out then or did they come out afterwards? Uh, the, the dwarves were 
entertaining before the feast. Yeah, right? I think so. Before the feast, okay. So you have a, this this sort of troop of of dwarves that come out, some put on a little comedy show and things like that. And and, and Dunk thought it was the funniest thing he'd <laughs> ever, ever seen, seen in life. his life. So um, who was it? Was it Sir Kyle or Maynard or somebody who had mentioned the pie? And talked about how I think it, it was, was Kyle. It was a good thing to have all those different birds in there. Yeah, yeah one of them says like, "Oh, it should have only been doves or something like that," and the other one's like, "No, you know, it's it should be multi." Um, yeah, because birds. he he's saying he's saying that he's like marriage is like is many different kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, you do learn. I don't remember when this happens, but I think we need to mention it now. At White Walls, you have Lord Butterwell and. Let's let's go into him just a little bit because this is his wedding. He's marrying a fray, and basically during the Blackfire Rebellion, an interesting uh, fact about this guy is he he actually sent one son to fight for the Black Dragon, and another son to fight for the Red Dragon, and he stayed out. And he stayed out, and so basically he could kind of play both sides. And he's really, I think, was he hand of the king at one point? Matt, do you have him pulled up by chance? Uh, one second. Just uh, Ambrose Butterwell, but. Anyways, I think he at one point was hand he was of master. King. Yeah, he was master of coin and then hand of hand of the king. Yeah, yeah, and, and so he's used to being. They're very wealthy, and you know he's used to having these luxuries. And he built this white wall castle. They imported the stones and things like that. So, yeah. an interesting guy. But you need to you need to kind of know where people were allied or which where their allegiances were in this first Blackfire Rebellion. It was big in the last book. It's big in this. It's even bigger in this book. So it's a big deal. Um, and his youngest son died to the great spring sickness. Butterwells? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, because he was a hostage for being forgiven. That's know? right. That's yeah. He had to give up a hostage to um, to King Darren um, just to in- ensure his loyalty. Um, okay, so let's see. <laughs> what else do we have here? Well, I, you know, not to steal anybody's go thunder, ahead, but you, you know, Butterwell is actually getting married to a fray. Yeah. And it's really funny because the four year old right. son yep. is none other than Lord Walter. Fr- yeah, Walter Frey. Right. You know, the, the guy in. That's right. The Game of Thrones. You know, it's it, that's almost 100 years old. So you'd so. think he'd learn how to treat your guests at weddings. Yeah, I mean, you'd think. You'd think this guy would be paying attention <laughs> for crime sakes. I'm so glad, Waterfrey. <gasps> oh, sorry. Tom isn't there yet. Oh. It may not happen. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> it may not happen, actually. That's right. We're not even going to tell you about it, Tom. Don't like you Actually, that. doesn't it happen in the books? No. At least not at the end of no. the Dance of Dragons. Yeah, because Tom and I are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always forget. I, Tom is big into the books and has read them multiple times. Has not seen the show, though. Yeah, see, I've... I've um, you've I've seen like, the first two seasons, I think, right? I've, yeah. I've, I've read the first book. I've skimmed through a lot of the other ones, and then I've seen the show a lot more. So yeah. I, I certainly know the show more than I... I mean, I know the books, but I just... It's yeah. kind of a combined. It's knowledge. you have, to and sep- I always have to. I always have to kind of forget. Wait, does that happen in the books or does that happen in the show? Yeah, yeah. You have to separate them because we get. I mean, it's easy to go back and watch the the HBO series, but yeah. I've I've read the books. I'm the books at are least better, twice. So. I'm on my. I'm yeah. kind of like picking and choosing my third time through. So I'm. I know some of you out there have probably read it six, seven times. It's that good, and I want to. It's just yeah. long, and it's like finding the time to kind of you know. It's read also, it and it's also it. thick. It's not, yep. yeah. So. Yep. So, anyways, so they're at the wedding and uh, the wedding ceremony is happening. D- right before this, Egg starts to get suspicious about these wedding guests. 
he starts to notice all their sigils, their arms, and he's starting to kind of notice something. And a lot of these people fought for the Black Dragon. Yeah. Well, well, Egg, ever since, I think, having dinner with the Hedge Knights, has been trying to convince Dunk not to go. Yeah. You're right. He didn't want him. That's right. I actually think what tipped... Egg's just a smart guy, but on the road, that those guys he knew fought for the Black Dragon. He is seeing some of these other people like Sir Glendon um, who possibly, you know, his father fought for the Black Dragon. And then now he's, when he gets over into White Walls, he sees other, you know, sigils. He's like, okay, Dunk, you know, a lot of these guys are Black Dragon folk, you know? Well, and he doesn't even get a say at all because no, Dunk keeps telling him to shut up or more clash you over the ear. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, so so then we get to the, the betting ceremony. Right, we get to the betting ceremony. We get to the betting ceremony. John the Fiddler actually kind of drafts Dunk to like lead it. Right. Yeah. Right, he does. And um, so Dunk has a lot of uh, thoughts and dreams of Tanzel Too Tall in this book. <laughs> he does. He a does. lot. <laughs> right. So in case you didn't know in the betting ceremony, uh, all the guys kind of take the girl and she ends up, you know, naked upstairs. They're preparing her. They're just getting her undressed for you know, Lord um, Butterwell and the girls take Lord Butterwell up another staircase and they meet up in the room in the chamber up there and they're going up and actually Dunk is carrying her and he said, good thing everybody was noticing, you know, all of her clothes coming off because he was pretty, uh, he was pretty aroused on the way yeah. upstairs. Uh, so he, he gets in there. It's just kind of funny. Gurr. You know, I'm thinking of Gurr writing this. I'm just like, yeah. you dirty old guy. He, he is was, a dirty old guy. Great. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And uh, he gets up there, the egg, the, the prize yeah, for the tourney deal. is in the room. Mm-hmm. And it's key because this is going to come into play later. He looks at it. Dunk can't help himself. He starts to touch it. He feels it. He picks it up even. And I think it's, is it? Um, it's the snail. Cockshaw? No, it's not the snail. It's, 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 I think it's, it's a, Alan. Uh, it's, yeah. it's Alan Cockshaw, I think, who notices him picking it up. He's like, hey, what are you doing? You know, put that down. You know, and, and sort of he's just, he kind of forgot. He's drunk. He's, yeah. he's forgot himself here. And But he notices the colors and the flecks and the shades in it. Which I know um, is like a big deal later. It's a big deal. Yeah. Well, and that's there's a lot of theories about it. And the color of these eggs and, and what... They all have different colors. There's a big yeah. list on the A Song of Ice and Fire wiki. Yeah. And it lists all the eggs that we've ever that have ever been mentioned or yeah. seen. And they all have their people. own very specific colors. And some, yeah. like a, sometimes like some, some of the ones even resemble like the people who end up getting them. And it's a whole big deal. Right. Okay. So after they do that, Dunk has to step out for some fresh air. Or he says... He says that... It's actually kind of funny because he says, oh, I need to go step up for some fresh air but then he's then he's thinking he's like well really i need to go take a pee right yeah. but he's like i'm trying to act like yeah nightly, right. i can't say it. i, need to I go can't take say a- it so anyway so he goes out and while he's uh you know relieving himself he overhears a conversation oh yeah is that kind of a big deal yeah, it's yeah, not, he, yeah, I know. No, yeah, he overhears the, the conversation, <laughs> and he hears the different voices. Yeah, but he recognizes the one, which is Lord Alan Cockshaw. Yeah, guys, actually, to be honest with you, and, and not to, that happened before they went to the betting ceremony. So good catch, because when he no, I thought it was I thought it was no, after. It's after. No, it's after because he after, because he they put, do the betting ceremony, then he goes outside for a breath of fresh yeah, air, and, and that's when he hears the conversation, and then he recognizes. Well, that's the guy that told me not to touch the egg. Recognizes the voice. Yeah, 
we'll, when we're done with this, I'm almost 90%. Hey, we'll call us out. We'll do, we'll do the checks. Because when he comes out here, this is when, when he steps out and, into the, and he kind of slips away. Sir John the Fiddler is the first person to come greet him. And they start talking and he starts um, conversing about how he wants him to join him. And yeah, but where? But where then? Where did the conversation? So, because does he slip out twice? He slips out twice. He okay. Sli- so he slips out in the beginning before the pie is brought out. He's so drunk and he. Oh, that's right. And he goes he is, outside he's hammered. to piss. You're, no, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. And then he hears the guys coming down from somewhere. Remember, he's walking around. He gets kind of lost. Yeah. And he doesn't really know where he's at. And I think it was Sir Kyle or somebody finds him, but that's where that. And that's a good pickup. I forgot that part. He hears people talking about is he his father's son. That was the big phrase. Mm-hmm. So, so, it's, so after the betting ceremony, he's just like he's like leaving. He just barely. Actually, I think uh, Sir John the Fiddler is in the betting ceremony uh, with yeah. him, and he sees because it is out. it is when he goes out. It is when he goes out to relieve himself that he hears the conversation. Yes, because it's yes, almost like they didn't, right. they didn't know he was there. That's right. Because right. like right once he was done, because they right. because well, because Gur wrote it and it was like super detailed. Right at this point, <laughs> like, he doesn't need to relieve himself anymore. He needs to throw up. And yeah, you're right. Like, you're right. He you're throws right, right. up on on whoever it is. So Sir John the Fiddler is also very drunk and is saying things he shouldn't be saying. Yeah. This is when he explains the vision a little bit more. I've seen you wearing a white cloak, right? And I've seen the dragon's egg hatching. He's a green seer. He's a yeah. he has green dreams and he's thinking about these things. And what's his name? I can't remember. Which if the white it was. cloak we know. And it, so the, remember the the first vision was of a dragon dying. Which did end up happening. Yes, exactly. And then, you know, and the right. second vision, the one where Dunk kind of had the visions, where he said, I, I can't protect Egg. Um, and then the one about the, that was just kind of weird. Yeah, and, it was. Yeah. And, but then this vision, the one of him having a white cloak, we do know is true. Because um, yeah. it's, it's where he eventually, we know, he winds up in the King's Guard. Right. Yeah, exactly. And this is where we start to learn a lot more about Sir John the Fiddler. Sir John the Fiddler, a couple more other mentions had been where it seemed like he was recruiting people right. to join him. And right. he's drunk here. And I think it was Gorman Peak or Alan Cockshall who actually shows up and says, what are you doing? We, well, like basically, why, is, why are these two hedge knights talking together? Why is Sir John the Fiddler talking? He says, forget everything that you heard. You heard yeah. nothing. Yeah. You know, and your life depends on whether you've yeah. remembered this conversation or not. And he didn't actually say that, but it was something, a threat yeah. of that caliber. And so I, I was getting the vibe, okay, this is Sir John the Fiddler. I was, at this point when I was first listening to it, um, slash reading it, I kind of thought, this guy's not who he says he is. Right. That's, that's what I was thinking. I mean, I actually kind of thought that beforehand, but now you're like, okay, he, doesn't he say, join my service? And he's drunk, and he's saying things like... Well, he, you don't know really who he is, but he's indicating that he's going to be king. Right, exactly. And you could be a part of my king's guard. Yeah. yeah. And some, stuff like that. And so that's where the other guys step in. They're like, hey, no, don't you forget everything yeah. that you heard here, etc. And Dunk's like, you know, okay. And so after that, he basically, I think he throws up <laughs> right there on the spot and uh, on, on their feet or whatever. Yeah. So, which kind of brings us to the next day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The next where, day, yeah, yeah where kind of a change of pace. Where that's where the tournament's starting, right? And he has to enter, and he yeah. decides I'm going to enter. Yeah. The list. And so, kind of funny. Dunk lost his shield in the last book. Yeah, the shield that Tanzel too tall had painted. Right, Lucas uh, Long Inch. Long Inch. Long inch. So Dunk or Inchfield. Dunk also kind of decides. 
I probably shouldn't enter this. It's kind of a combination of things. One, he has to go buy a shield. Yeah. And so he buys the shield. Uh, it's House Trant. Yeah. Um, which Mirren Trant, as we know, in the in the main series. Um, and it's their coat of arms. It's like a blue with a black, like hanged man, mm-hmm. I think. Um, yep. But so anyway, so Dunk kind of thinks, oh, we'll all just enter as like a mystery night because probably also wouldn't be a good idea to enter right. as Duncan the Tall if people remember the attorney of Ashford. Ashford, that's right, that's yeah. right. Yep, and and so he decides to enter, and he's still hung over, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah he is. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, I mean, yeah, Dunk's not Dunk's not really feeling feeling too good. Yeah, and he's he's kind of he's kind of he's not really like we don't really get as much of him like psyching himself up and worrying about the tournament. It's more just he just well, I'm gonna enter, and he's real overconfident. And yeah. actually, who warns him that he's not ready to go? Egg, egg, egg. yeah, eggs. Like, so he he tells him to. to to withdraw like it's you know he's this is not he, he says you're not as good with a lance you're better with a sword yeah all of that stuff is is happening so so yeah he enters and he is the gallows knight so yeah. he's a mystery knight I, we get our title now we've got the mystery knight we've got the gallows knight and he says the crowd loves a good mystery knight so that's, that's yeah. what he's you know going with um and he is actually set to go against uthor underleaf yes Okay, Uther Underleaf, also known as the Snail Knight. The Snail, yeah, <laughs> which was interesting. I think that was other. That's sort of a because you know, when Dunk sees that, he sees the Snail, and he's just thinking like, "What? What is that kind of like? You know, yeah, it's coat a, of it's arms? A, yeah, is it's, that? it's a green. It's a green shield with like a silver snail. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think this is we're getting close to the the end here of, of our the end summary. of uh, chapter one. Yeah, yeah, of our or of part our part one. one yeah, because a lot happens after this, but. And why and the way this happens is, is actually a big deal in our next um, next week's review. But here we go. They're they're going. Thunder's ready to go. They go head to head, and Sir Uthor Underleaf. They're they're charging. He's saying, "Focus on the snail. Focus on the snail." He's got his lance ready to go, and it looks like um, Underleaf is also that both lances are tilted down at the right angle. It looks normal, and all of a sudden, at the very last second, Underleaf lifts his lance. And nails Dunk right between the eyes in the forehead. Yeah. Knocks him out. Yep. And that's pretty much the end of the chapter. Yeah. Knocks him clean off his horse. And wow. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, he's blacked out. And then there's where we're going to leave you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so first part, I mean, pretty, pretty it's, awesome. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I, I think I'm starting to like this third book more than the second but not mm-hmm. as much as I did like the first. The first just had such a really good feel to it, didn't yeah. it? When you're, you're learning about Dunk and, and what a good but guy But not that is. any of them are, not that like the second one's bad. I just, I think they're all amazing. I just think I kind of like this. I really like this third one. But doesn't at this point right here, you're just kind of like, you, this is where you get that dramatic irony. You can kind of feel and sense that like, you're like, Dunk, you know better than this. Yeah. Dunk the lunk. Come on. Yeah. Like, well, we're starting to get, you know, yeah, you this, can see all the signs. This the book, especially the first chapter, you can tell things are a lot more weighted. Yeah, which I you know I, in the first book I was like, well, I like that it's not weighted; it's kind of right. just chill. But now it's kind of like we're starting to get like, okay, there's some actually serious big stuff. stuff going on now. Yeah, right, right, some real serious stuff happening. So, so yeah, Tom, what were your thoughts just on this first part? I, I think the buildup is excellent. Mm-hmm. You know, the, a lot of detail, and I love getting into Dunk's head. Me too. 
You yep. know, just yeah. his thinking. He was a dunk the lunk, as he said, thick as mm-hmm. a little castle wall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then, I mean, he has a very vivid imagination in yes, regards <laughs> to some other yes, stuff. Yes, he does. So, uh, I mean, excellent, excellent work. Yeah. yeah. We're also starting to get a lot more egg, which I'm kind of liking. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, we forgot to mention a part. Egg gets in a fight <laughs> with the, the squire's oh, yeah. table, right? Which is kind of funny. So we'll mention that. I thought it was kind of cool that he... I forget, What was that fight over? They were talking bad about his father. Yeah. And he didn't say anything about his father, but the other he squires... But, but Dunk heard it. Heard... Dunk... Dunk, remember Dunk heard that they were saying bad things about his father. Yeah. And, so, and he was actually kind of proud that Egg just got up and left. Right. Well, he fought it. He, he, well, yeah, but, but, but Egg, he didn't but say, Egg didn't say he's yeah, my, he, they're my, it's my, my dad. dad or something. Yeah. 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 Talking about Makar and how basically saying that Makar would wanted to kill yeah. um, Ares. And he's like, they're, you know, they're brothers. They would never do that. And to Dunk, he's saying that that's not right, you know. But yeah, but he did. But but he didn't. He didn't say that's my dad. Or right. Yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah, kind of interesting part. We are getting more egg though, and I really like that. And I think it's gonna be really neat. And this next part, guys, is Ooh. so much happens. It's so juicy. So we had to kind of separate the two. And we're yeah, we know leave you there. Yeah, we but, know that uh, the other books we good. had. Uh, the way we'd done it is we hadn't read it going into the yeah we but read this, this one, one yeah we read the second part we read it, we read it. so we're gonna leave you there and then uh next week um hop on on sunday we'll have it up ready to go for you guys uh part two look ahead if you if you are listening and you want to read along it's really short it's like an hour and what 30 minutes of yeah, listen like that, yeah to listen to it so we like to listen I think, on the i think uh, i think they've gotten a little bit longer i think the first one was about an hour and a half this might have been two hours maybe yeah, yeah. i think it was around an hour 40 minutes 50 minutes yeah so all right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, hit us up on Facebook. You can find us there. Second Breakfast Podcast. Uh, Second Breakfast Cast at gmail.com. Shoot us an email and uh, and talk to us. Let us know what you think of the series. And um, as always, stay tuned. And stay hungry.